Hello, welcome to Vermont Untapped, a podcast from the Vermont Folklife Center that explores the state through the voices of its own residents. I'm Mary Wesley. It's Halloween, and that means it's time for another Vermont Untapped spooky Halloween special. In search of terrors unimaginable to share with you folks this year, I corralled my courage, grabbed a flashlight, pushed away the cobwebs, and descended the creaking stairs down to the VFC archive. In the fetid depths below, across cavernous vaults teeming with bats and vermin, I found what I sought, the keeper of arcane knowledge, he whose name we at the VFC utter only in furtive whispers, the archivist asleep in his moldering coffin. I silently, cautiously approached his place of unholy repose. Step by tentative step, I drew myself closer and closer to the ghastly, oblong box, and as I peered over its crumbling sides, his pallid eyes snapped suddenly open. Without a sound, he rose from his blasphemous slumber, turned towards me, and in a voice that resonated with the noxious echoes of ancient tombs and barrows, spoke forth the anticipated, accursed riddle. Hey, Mary. What's up? I recoiled in terror and revulsion. The abomination, this archivist, it was almost more than I could endure. But for you, dear listeners, I steeled my resolve and found my words. Oh, archivist, the time is upon us. Halloween. I come in search of stories from the VFC archive to send our listeners into paroxysms of terror. He raised aloft a silent finger, nodded, and glided toward the sarcophagus that served him as a desk, where he reached for the bright red rotary phone that squatted forlornly upon it. Mary. He croaked in a voice redolent of the nocturnal cries of secret hidden abominations. Let's call Jane and see if she can remember anything good. Jane, VFC founder Jane Beck, as wise as Athena, as learned as all the ancient scholars and scribes of yore. Hey, Jane. He extolled into the receiver in a voice that carried with it the affect of foul winds shrieking through the barren places abhorred by those that walk in the light of day. Mary's here. She's looking for some material for this year's spooky Halloween special. Can you think of anything? Haunted house story. Huh. Floyd Cowdery, 1994. Wait, wait, hang on a sec. Let, let me grab a pen. He reached for a tattered shard of fragile parchment, grasped a crow feather quill pen in his claw-like hand, and dipped it into a bottle of deep red ink. Or at least it appeared to be ink. Okay, I'm ready. Floyd Cowdery. He hissed in a voice that rasped like fingernails frantically clawing against the inside of a sealed coffin. Interviewed by you in 1994. Got it. We'll give it a listen. Thanks. He replaced the telephone receiver and delicately set the pen and quill upon the cold, damp stone. The cover of his laptop creaked open like a rusted cemetery gate, and his filth-caked talons began a hideous tattoo upon the grime-encrusted keys. Whew! Mary, I found it. Let's check it out. Now, you said you grew up in West Windsor? And where? In West Windsor. 
until I was about 15 years old. Then we moved Meyer up into Heartland, and lived there about a year and a half, and Jesus, we were damn glad to get out of that place. <laughs> It'd been vacant for about 10, 12 years before we moved in. <clears throat> and if anybody ever lived in a haunted house, we did in that one. Tell me about it. Well, <clears throat> you'd go to bed at night. There were four bedrooms upstairs, and they were all occupied. Well, perhaps tonight you'd hear somebody knocking on the door to one bedroom. Perhaps the next night it'd be inside of that room, rapping on the wall. Then to change over on the other side. <coughs> My dad wouldn't believe it. God, we'd been there for over a year. Well, I was telling Mother one day about my hearing it in my bedroom. God, the old man says, I don't believe it. He says, I'm going in. He says, sleep with you tonight. He says, see what there is to it. Well, he did. Along about half past ten, <coughs> between uh, my room and my grandmother's room, you could hear somebody knock, 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 knock. Well, my brother Ed was a little fellow at that time, and he had a cot bed in my grandmother's room. Dad, he roused up. He says. He said, what is that? God, I said, we don't know, Dad. But I said, that's what we've been hearing. Hell, he said, that's, that's Ed. He says, the little cuss can't go to sleep, so he says he's knocking on the wall. I said, I don't believe it. <laughs> I said, it's Ed. So he spoke up and he says, so you quiet down in there now. He said, go to sleep just about that time, right on the headboard of my bed. Knock, 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 knock! Dad went down under the bedclothes just like that. Well, just before he smothered, he came up. What in hell, he says, is that? I said, I don't know, Dad, and the rest of us don't know. But I said, that's what we've been hearing right along. Well, God, he says, we'll see. Telling mother about it at breakfast time, she says, do you believe it now, Frank? Well, by God, he says, enough. So he says, we ain't going to put up with that kind of stuff much, much longer. Well, then he went, went at it, and we found a place down South Woodstock Village we lived there for about five years, and then he bought the place that right beside where I built my, my little house up there. 
The last that we moved out up that reindeer farm, they called it. My mother's uncle, Uncle Bert Rogers, moved in. <coughs> He'd been there about a year and a half. <coughs> we had a family reunion up there one Sunday. I got little, well, in fact, I wasn't fed up with it. I just wanted to read my Sunday papers. So I went out into my car and reading them, Uncle Bert came out. He says, can you tell me, he says, what there is about this place? I said, I don't know, Uncle Bert. I said, why? I said, what, what's the problem? Well, he says, why, well, since we've lived here, he says, I've tried living and sleeping, he says, in every damn room in this house, he said, including the kitchen, set up a cot bed in the kitchen and sleep there. <coughs> and he says, wake right up in the middle of the night, and he says, a sweat pouring right off of you, and he says, you feel just as if you were freezing to death. He says, I've got up, he says, changed my clothes, put on my clothes, and he says, walk from here, he says, damn near down to Jennyville and back. He says, before I could get into bed, get some sleep. And he says, I haven't had a decent night's sleep, he says, since we've been here. Well, my Uncle Bert moved out, and there was a fellow of the name of Valmer Jaquist lived up the next house above there. His father's name was Ralph Jaquith. Well, anyway, Val and his wife moved in. <laughs> they stayed there about three weeks and they moved out. And all the times that I've worked with Val Jaquith, he and I'd visit along you let me mention reindeer, if you always come together just like that, you can get a word out of him. Oh, no, you wouldn't. Well, I was talking with his father one day. I said, oh, God, Uncle Ralph. I said, why is it? I said, Val and I will be talking right along. And I said, well, I'll say something about reindeer. And I said, his jaws will come together, and I said, won't get a damn word out of him. The God Uncle Ralph says, you won't either. He says, I've tried it. He said, you can't get a word out of him. But he says, I can tell you something, boy. <coughs> he says, there's something damn funny about that place. <coughs> I said, you don't have to tell me, Uncle Ralph. No, he says, I don't, the guy. He says, you live there. <coughs> and I said, yes. And I says, I never was so damn happy to get out of a place in my life as I was out of there. I told Uncle Ralph, I says, my God, I says, I'll tell you one thing. 
I says, I wouldn't go into that house alone, even in the daytime. I says, you paid me for it. God, Ralph says, by being paid for it, he says, I'd probably go in, but he says, I'd do a damn lot of thinking, he says, when I pass through the door. <coughs> and his brother, Ben Jaquist, lived next house over from him, said he never knew what it was, never was able to find out. But he said there was something damn funny said about that place. Well, we had a man there in South Woodstock. His name was Anson Shove, S-H-O-V-E, Shove. Well, anyway, he had a brother that lived up on that place for several years. Herb Shove, his name was. Well, there was this fellow named Roy Colston. I used to work with him up there to Ann Bosworth Greens, the horsewoman. And uh, I told uh, Roy one day, we were talking, eating our lunch, and I said, you'll think, little Roy, I said that I'm a damn fool or a damn liar. But I went on and I told him about the old reindeer farm. Roy says, you're not a damn fool, and he says, you're not a liar. He says, I worked up there, he says, for shows. And he says that every night, he says, we'd all be sitting there in the dining room, eating supper. He says, you'd hear somebody walking back and forth, back and forth, he says, upstairs. Well, he said, I finally got my courage up. He said, I'd go tiptoe, he says, up those stairs. He said, not make a damn sound. Let me get to the top of the stairs, and he said, there wouldn't be a thing. Not a sound, not a whisper. You've been listening to the voices of Floyd Cowdery and Jane Beck, recorded by Jane in 1994. The events described by Floyd took place in the 1920s in Heartland, Vermont. Spooky, huh? Speaking of spooky, did you catch last year's Halloween special featuring Kim Chase recording two spooky Franco-American folktales? If not, we've posted it in the show notes for this episode. Turn off the lights and tune in. From all of us here at the VFC, we hope you have a safe and happy Halloween. Over the next several months, we'll be sharing more stories from our archive and Listening in Place project through this podcast, and also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can follow us at Vermont Folklife. This fall, we're offering several free virtual workshops via Zoom that introduce the Listening in Place project and its many activities, including one coming up on November 14th that offers training on how to record interviews with your family and loved ones as a way to stay connected during the upcoming holidays, when we may not be able to gather as much as we like. If you liked listening to this show, please tell others to look it up and subscribe. You can find Vermont Untapped on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and TuneIn Radio. Vermont Untapped is produced by me, Mary Wesley. 
Abra Klassen is an assistant producer and our executive producer, who also happens to be the archivist, is Andy Kolovos. The maniacal laughter in this episode is by Thalia Kolovos. Thunder and wind sound effects from freesoundeffects.com. Other sound effects from freesound.org. Cello music in this show was recorded by Dave Hoy. Thanks for listening. Spooky. Are we-